welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. The Providence Farm Collective provides farming and business mentorship and hands-on training and technical assistance to beginning and aspiring farmers in socially disadvantaged populations. Their project is helping otherwise landless farmers gain a foothold in the local food system, develop farm businesses for supplemental income, increase culturally relevant food access for their communities, and ultimately experience an improved quality of life for themselves and their families. Today on the Farm Answers podcast, we talk with Beth from the Providence Farm Collective to learn more about this project. Providence Farm Collective was established in fall of 2019. It grew out of a Somali Bantu community farm project in the Buffalo region. They had been established for three years and were having a community farm to get more connected with the land and build food security in their community. And the word spread with uh, within other immigrant and refugee communities in the area. So there were a lot of people that were coming to them saying, you know, how can I get farmland? I want I want to farm too. And when more land became available, uh, Providence Farm Collective was established in order to create an organization that could support many different individuals and communities that needed access to land. So Primarily, we serve immigrant and refugee communities um, from eight different uh, home countries currently. Part of your program involves community organization farm plots. What organizations can participate in this part of your program? Through our community organization plot program, we accept any community organization that will serve a charitable purpose by farming at PFC. Right now, we have primarily uh, refugee-run community organizations that are grassroots organizations as part of this program. And they operate in different ways. Um, Some will divide up into family plots and others will operate communally and um, process, grow and process their produce as a community. What would involvement in one of these plots look like? Sure. Um, So community organizations will hear about PFC. They will apply to the program. And if accepted, they receive a half an acre to start. In previous years, they would receive up to an acre, but uh, we have had really great retention and unfortunately have much more limited land access now because of that. Once they are accepted into the program and get their plot of land. They they operate quite autonomously in terms of uh, what they choose to plant and how they farm and how they manage and operate their farm. We do offer education to the farmers. We offer technical assistance seven days a week out in the field, and we provide turnkey farm plots. So their plot of land would be fenced, plowed, fertilized, and have access to drip irrigation on it when they come in. We also provide some free resources, including uh, seeds and a limited number of seeds and transplants, uh, or the opportunity to have a community greenhouse built on one of the community organization's land. Now, you also have an incubator farm program for individuals to have access to a farm plot. As a beginning farmer, how would someone get involved in that part of your program? 
currently most of our incubator farmers have started out as community plot farmers. So mostly that acts as kind of like a feeder program to our incubator plot program, though we do publicize in the greater community and to partner organizations and put up flyers. That's predominantly been where our applicants come from. So when folks are interested, uh, we have a new application process every September, um, at which point we also have information sessions and tours of the farms and applications are processed uh, in December and then folks would get started in our programs in January. Do you have any requirements for these beginning farmers? We require that they want to operate their farm as a business. So in the beginning stages of our organization, I think the majority of farmers were most interested in subsistence farming. But once the idea of of growing for profit became available and people saw that they could sell their their produce and make supplemental income, there was definitely a shift in, in mentality. Also in our incubator program, we require that folks use organic farming practices and that they participate in education at PFC. So we have a annual workshop series and one-on-one mentorship that we uh, ask for participation in with our incubator farming group. Now you have a demonstration farm plot. How does this plot of land assist both your community and incubator farm plots and their farmers? Our demonstration farm plot serves a few different purposes. It is an area that PFC staff crop plan for and manage throughout the season. And we use it for educational purposes if we have a workshop or perhaps if there's a farmer in the field that is asking about trellising tomatoes, we can simply take them over to the demonstration farm plot and and show them before we, before we assist them in uh, a particular practice in their field. We like to showcase a small scale diversified vegetable organic growing practices um, in our region. And it also provides an opportunity to grow food that we then sell. So it's some income generation for our organization. And it also helps to bolster our markets. So we're able to offer a community supported agriculture program here uh, where we have folks who purchase a, a share of vegetables and come to the farm throughout the growing season to pick up a bag of vegetables each week. And without the demonstration farm plot, we might not have had the diversity of vegetables that we need for for a market like that. So it's been really helpful in showing people new farming practices and also um, new crops that they can grow as well. Now, youth education is important for farming and bringing up the next generation of agriculturalists. What does PFC's youth programming look like? So we partner with Erie County Social Services, who has a summer youth employment program in our county. And each of our community organizations and each of our incubator farmers can apply to be part of this summer youth employment program. And they can find youth in their communities, usually family members who fit the requirements and can apply to to be summer youth employees. And once those summer youth employees come to the farm and during July and August, the community farm or the incubator farmer then supervises them and teaches them how to farm in their field. So they, it's kind of a win-win because the 
youth are able to get paid for their work on the farm and their education and families are able to get the support from their kids and pass on a lot of cultural uh, growing practices as well. That definitely sounds like a great way to bring youth into the field. Yeah, getting paid is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, along with helping beginning farmers, community organizations and youth, Providence Farm Collective also has a produce aggregation program for local food pantries. Tell me a little bit about these partnerships and how food from PFC is getting into the hands of people who really need it. Absolutely. Yeah. When we started the organization, one of the big questions was how do we how do we serve people on both sides? How do we make sure that farmers are getting fair pricing for their produce, but also that we're able to provide, you know, fresh, culturally appropriate produce to the people who need it, even if they don't necessarily have the financial capacity to pay top dollar. So one way that we do that is through our produce aggregation program. And in that we have some funding to purchase produce from farmers and then donate it to food pantries. For our last couple of years have been getting local private grants for this program of about about $20,000 per year where we buy, you know, about $1,000 of produce um, per week from our farmers that then gets donated to generally about six local food pantries that we have relationships with. And that can be really fun because we are able to adjust what we're supplying to these food pantries based on the populations that they serve. So we can make sure that the culturally relevant produce is is going into the right hands. That's awesome. So with Providence Farm Collective providing so many beneficial opportunities to beginning farmers, can you give me an example of a beginning farmer that started farming because of your organization? Sure. Yeah. Um, We have a Liberian farmer who is a leader in the Liberian community that started growing as a community plot in the first year of our organization. They came on a little bit late that year because they didn't hear about it until until the growing season had started and they didn't get much of a harvest that first year, but they were determined to make it work and they came back the next year and had a very, very successful community plot where they grew a ton of different culturally appropriate vegetables, a lot of different types of peppers that I'd never seen before and many, many different kinds of African eggplants and okras. And that community leader did a great job of of getting the community involved and making sure that it was a success and then became an incubator farmer as well and has been very successful in his incubator farm plot uh, where he's been able to, you know, make considerable supplemental income and um, has also been able to utilize the the niche market for the culturally appropriate vegetables and tap into different Liberian communities, crossing several state lines to actually ship some of his produce um, to different communities. So he's he's been doing a great job and like like many others, uh, you know, hope for continued success. So what is one piece of advice you have for someone considering participating in one of your programs? I think the piece of advice I'd have is that uh, farming is very difficult and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of passion and it takes a lot of love. And for those who who love to do it, it makes a lot of sense, but it's, it's not, uh, it's not an easy job. 
And just to know that coming into coming into agriculture, I think is really important. For sure. So similar to that, do you have any advice for someone looking to implement a similar program in their state or region? Yeah, there's we've learned so much uh, through the years and we're we're constantly shifting to try and address challenges and come up with potential solutions. I think serving a primarily refugee and immigrant audience uh, has a lot of unique challenges. And the biggest thing that we have started the organization with and are very committed to is making sure that there's a lot of listening going on uh, and and that we are making sure that our programs are aligned with the needs and desires of our participants. Uh, additionally, we have an incredible staff that is primarily uh, from communities that are farming here at PFC, and that enables us to provide services that are in people's native languages and that are culturally relevant and appropriate. And our staff are incredible at at sharing their own successes and challenges and helping to really relate relate to our farmers on an individual basis. Now, as we close out the episode, where can people go to find out more about your program? We are, uh, we have a website, providencefarmcollective.org, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we, we also are open to folks reaching out to us directly. People can reach out to me directly about programming questions or to our general contact uh, form on our website as well. Wonderful. Well, Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your project with our listeners. Thank you, Megan. I really appreciate uh, you asking us to do this. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers Podcast. This episode was hosted by Megan Engel. To learn more about this USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's beginning farm and rancher development program project or other BFRDP projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers Podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture National Institute of Food and Agriculture and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.